Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Inside Access with Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. 105.7 The Fan. Orioles are off today, though Norfolk came back from 8 nothing down to win 10-8 this afternoon. So let's stay down on the farm as we head up to the Ashley Furniture guest hotline. Always a pleasure when we get a chance to talk to Matt Blood, the Orioles' director of player development. And Matt, oh, uh, appreciate you get, coming on with us as always. Let's start with Heston Kerstad, who you guys have to be thrilled with. After everything he went through the last couple years, he started the year hot at Bowie, and he hadn't slowed down since promote, being promoted to Norfolk. Hey, guys. Good to uh, be back with you. Hopefully my cell phone reception is a little better this time. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Heston uh, uh, Kerstad, this guy can hit. Yeah. He can really hit. Uh, he's got a great approach, a lot of power. Uh, really impressive. I'm, I'm so thrilled for him that he's healthy and in such a good place. He's caught up to basically where he should have been. And, man, what a good player. Um, I know he's at first base again today. How is that part of the process going, Matt? Good. Yeah, he's got a good attitude about it. He's working hard at it. Uh, it's something, you know, we just want to try to create positional flexibility for whenever his time comes at the major league level. If, if they need a left-handed first baseman, he could uh, he could provide that for them. We're also um, excited for D.L. Hall to get back um, with Norfolk, and obviously he's going through a progression now. I guess, are you getting some reports on how things are going? Is, is, it, is the velo ticking up and, and any sort of rough, I guess, timeline for him to be back, you know, facing other teams again? I don't have a timeline for you. I'll say he's in Florida and he's right now going through a pretty deliberate strength phase. Uh, so we're not as concerned about the uh, the throwing and the velo. Mm-hmm. He is still throwing, but uh, this is sort of a, a deliberate attack from, from all fronts to help him get back, get it back to be the explosive uh, deal hall that we know. 
once he's back and affiliated ball, is the plan to still build him up to be a starter this year, Matt? I, I think that'll be determined a little bit by the time frame and by the major league team and their needs. We're talking to Matt Blood. It's inside access here on the fan. Let, let's go with another pitching prospect, and that's Grayson Rodriguez, who was up here for a little bit and now back down. Looked pretty dominant yesterday. Are, are you guys fe- feeling, I, I guess, better about Grayson as far as what you're seeing down in the minors? I feel great about Grayson. I mean, he's, he's super young, and he's got fantastic stuff, and he's a crazy good competitor. You know, baseball is hard. Major League Baseball is hard. And uh, last night he had all of his stuff working, uh, and it was all Major League stuff. Whenever the Major League team needs him, I, I think he's going to be ready. Uh, I, I feel great about him in, uh, in his future prognosis. Matt, we were talking a little bit about Kate Povich, the segment before, and – I've been there at Bowie and nights where I, I see him get swing and miss, you know, anywhere between 75 and 95, you know, all different variants where everything's clicking. And then there's, you know, obviously last night there's been some rough starts as well. His ERA now sits north of five. I guess where, where is he in his evolution? And, and I guess are there things you're hoping that he can sort of um, fine tune a little bit in the second half of this season? That's that's what that's the right word for him. I mean, he's he's got excellent stuff. He's a competitor. It's just just like it is at at the lower mid levels. It's about finding consistency of execution. You know, he's got the stuff, and he'll show it to you. And he's just not quite executing it as consistently as you would like. I mean, he's had some fantastic yeah. starts. I was at one this year where he struck out thirteen and in seven innings. Yep. It was basically perfect through those seven. But you know, he's He's a very, very capable pitcher, but just like all the guys in the minor leagues, he's trying to be able to do it uh, at a at a high enough consistency level to you know make it into the major leagues. So, and and, and last night, you know, he, he gave up a couple of cheap home runs, and it wasn't really a terrible start. Right. He, he pitched pretty well, uh, but he is in a very, very much in a learning phase as most of these guys are, and uh, you know we're still very high on this guy. Matt Kobe Mayo performing at a consistently high level in double A with Cade Povich seems like a guy that could be knocking on that triple A door. He's playing very well. He's sort of taken his approach uh, to a whole nother level. He's played discipline and he's just absolutely murdering the baseball. Uh, A lot of fun to watch. Uh, He's a guy that, yes, we have our eye on and we'll continue to monitor the situation and, you know how we are. We like we like to be aggressive and challenge our players. So uh, he's definitely a guy that, that we'll continue to monitor. John Rhodes has had, uh, uh, I think, really quietly, right, because there's so many kids in this system that there's the household names that people focus on. But John Rhodes, at a time where that lineup lost some of its length, has really stepped up. Where, where do you you know how do you feel about him at this point in time? And and I'm obviously coming off of June where I don't think you could ask for anything more than a nine fourteen OPS. Yeah, we feel like he's right on right on schedule. You know, every player sort of develops at, at different at different speeds and uh you know, it's supposed to be hard and you're supposed yeah. to have some struggle, you know, as you go to new levels and most players that's the case and then the the really good ones start to start to figure it out, start to catch up to the level and eventually surpass it, you know, and hopefully we're seeing that from John where, you know, he's, he's going through that, that, that exact, you know, life cycle for, uh, for a player in double A. 
Talking to Matt Blood, it's Inside Access here on the fan. I, I, I want to get to another guy that seems to be one of Jason's, uh, I guess, fetishes, for lack of a better word, and that's Creed Willems, who is uh, mashing the ball. I think he's repeating uh, the level he's He already at. graduated. He, he, he repeated, graduated, he, now he's beating the ball around yeah. in Aberdeen. But talk, talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing from him and, and, and your expectations for Creed Willems. Well, he's not. You guys aren't the only one who... He's your favorite player. I mean, I think the whole the whole city of Salisbury. I don't know if he paid for a meal for the last year when he was down there. They they loved him so much in Salisbury. This guy, uh, he's a hitter. Uh, he's got power. And what really what has changed this year is he's really um, taken seriously swing decision training. I think last year he'll tell you he didn't he didn't swing at great pitches and got himself out a lot. And this year he's he's done a fantastic job of swinging at the right pitches, and that's allowed him to use his power and make more consistent contact. And uh, he's really taken off in that regard. And uh, now he's in Aberdeen and learning lessons there as well, but still performing and also working on his catching. So uh, he's young and got a great attitude. And we're, we're very happy about where he is. Man, how great is it to see Jordan Westberg finally get the call, make his debut Monday, back-to-back nights uh, with multi-hit games? He's really cool. It's really cool. A little bit emotional, you know, for a guy like that who uh, he's really done everything the right way. Uh, he, he's such a pro. Uh, and he's also, you know, sort of mentored uh, some of our young players like Gunner along the way. And, and to see him uh, get the call and then just to show the maturity that he has and that he was ready for the moment, um, that was really exciting for him. And it was also you know, a little bit of a nice job to our, our player development group to say, hey, we, we helped get this guy ready to come up to the major leagues and make an impact right away. Um, what, one pitcher I was remiss not to cover earlier when we were talking about Bowie and I asked you about Povich um, was Chase McDermott, and, and he has been remarkably consistent. And when I watched these two last year, I kind of wondered if, if there might be more oscillation in McDermott than Povich, but – McDermott's been pretty much shoved uh, from the start through the finish. Um, what do you like about what he's doing right now? And is he another guy who might need to be challenged at another level sooner rather than later? Yeah, big strikeout guy, big stuff. Uh, you know, maybe a, a couple more walks than, mm-hmm. than you would like to see. Uh, but he, he's a guy that deserves consideration uh, for, for AAA at some point, you know, this year, hopefully. Uh, you know, the other thing you got to take into account are the innings that are available there. Right. Uh, with all with all the really good arms that are in Norfolk right now, uh, that that team is uh, one of the best minor league teams I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, so you have to take that in consideration also. But uh, he's he's doing great. Matt, last thing for you before we let you go, but uh, the draft coming up, and I don't know, remember how involved you are, but is it weird for you guys to go prepare for a draft in a year where? This is the first time in a while you don't really have a good handle on who you're going to take. Like, you're picking, what, 17th? So, in years past, if you're one, you're two, you're four, you kind of know where you're going. And this year, it's it's, it's a crapshoot. It's different, you know, than, than where we've been as Orioles. But, you know, with, with Michael Elias and Sig, I mean, I think you're getting you know, two of the most experienced and capable uh, drafting people really in the whole world. I mean, Remember, we were all in St. Louis together, and during those years, we drafted between 15 and 23 just about every single year. So 
there's a lot of experience with this group in regards to drafting really all up and down. And they have a fantastic draft model and uh, process that I would put up against anyone's. I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I, I know that we're going to end up getting uh, not just one, but a handful of really good players. I mean, look at our org now, some of the top prospects we have, they weren't all first round picks. They yeah. weren't the first picks in, the, in yep. the draft. So, you know, yeah, we've got some top, top picks, but we've also turned players like Westberg and Henderson and, and uh, on down, you know, Ortiz and you know, into quality major league players. So we're, we're just excited that uh, we're going to get some more. Matt Blood, Orioles Director of Player, Player Development. Thank you, as always, for your time, and keep up the great work. If, if you're in Norfolk, I'll see you tomorrow night. I don't know where you are in your <laughs> travels, but... You know what? Tomorrow night, I will be at the South Baltimore Little League Field for nice. the district championship to watch my watch my son play in the district championship. So that's where I'll be tomorrow Awesome. Night. Enjoy. No, but nothing better than no, that. No scouting going on there, Matt? Maybe a little. Maybe a little, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. See, See you later. Hey, coming up next, a little Totally Radley, and uh, what is uh, going on with him these days, and does he deserve to start the All-Star game? We'll discuss next year on The Fan. Inside Access. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Totally, 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 Radley. Inside access to all things Adley. The 2-0 to Rutschman is smoked out to right. You can forget about this baseball. On your home for them O's. Oh, I hear some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. 105.7, the fan, man. That rhymes. 
Adley Rochman went two for five last night with two singles, a batting average of 268. Oh, he on base 378, slugging 411. He's not hitting for extra base hits like he did a year ago. He's not homering, not double. He had tons of doubles a year ago. He does, he's not doing that. Uh, he's second right now in the voting. Last time we looked to, to former Oriole farmhand Jonah Heim for the All-Star game. And we wonder, should he be starting in the All-Star game? I think Jonah Heim should be starting in the All-Star game. Um, and Adley's certainly worthy of being there. But Jonah Heim's got a higher batting average. Um, Adley does have a higher on base percentage, uh, but Jonah Heim's got a higher OPS, 800 to 789. Um, Jonah Heim has more extra base hits, 23 to Adley's 21. Jonah Heim leads all American League catchers with 55 driven in. Sal Perez second with 39. Adley third with 34. The interesting thing to me with Adley is he's played 76 games this year. If you go and compare him offensively to the first 76 last year, which included that three-week slump, you know, where he was just kind of getting his sea legs under him. Last year, through 76 games, he had 30, 25 doubles and 34 extra base hits. This year, 11 doubles, just 21 extra base hits. He does have more runs driven in, 34 to 25. Um, but he had a higher OPS in his first 76 last year, 811, to this year, again, 789. And yeah, in the month of June... Just two homers, just six driven in, and a 632 OPS. Um, and it's honestly more than that. It's some of the defensive stuff that yeah, has well that's, me yeah. most sort of scratching my head and, and a little bit sort of, I won't say worried necessarily, but I, I'm I'm surprised. You know, we had Michael Elias on a couple weeks ago, and he basically said small sample size, nothing to see here. Well, guys, this is kind of troubling to me. There's only four catchers in Major League Baseball who teams have tried to steal second base on more than Adley Rutschman. And these guys suck, okay? <laughs> it's Kybert Ruiz who's trying to prove he's a starting catcher with the Nats. Uh, it's Grandal who, I mean, he ain't there for his defense. It's Zanino who was brought in for his bat, and he was so poor. The Guardians, who can't yeah. score any runs, said, get the hell out of here. We don't care what you paid him. And it's Shea Langoliers, who's learning to play catcher with the A's, who stink. And he's more of a bat-first guy anyway. You know, he was a former Braves prospect. Like, they've tried him 36 times at second base already. It was 23 all of last season. Now, some of it's the rule changes or whatever, but you look at metrics like catcher stealing runs. He stole a run, according to StatCast last year, plus one. He's minus one. They're saying he's worse than average. He's tied for 38th in stealing runs. Catchers caught stealing above average. Last year, he had a positive two, meaning he threw out two more runners than the average catcher would have. This year, it's minus one. It's one less than the average catcher. 34th. His caught stealing percentage last year, 39%. Fifth best in baseball. This year... This is just second base. This isn't even accounting for third. 19%. That's 29th among all major league catchers. Now, some of it's on the pitchers. They don't hold people. I get it. But, like, we can't sit here and pretend that this isn't happening, that, yeah, that, that this isn't a thing. Last year, he was the best blocker in baseball. He, he saved 18 balls that, that didn't get by him that would have got by the average uh, catcher. That was best in the league. He's got three this year. It's 
tied. I mean, tied for thirteenth. It's not like he's going from one to five. He's going from one to outside the top ten or one to outside the top twenty. He, he gave. They, they stole five bases last night. And I'll take the De La Cruz one out of it because Batista doesn't hold anybody on, and he's so fast. But there was one last night where a good throw gets him, and he threw the ball into center field. Yeah, yeah. I they think like it's in his head. Like yeah. their lack of respect for him, whether it's primarily the pitchers or whatever. Ultimately, it's going to fall on his stats, not theirs. And I, I think a couple of these throws, as Aaron have they've been, he's feeling like he's got to throw it 9 million miles an hour to have a chance. And I don't know. Hyde's a former catcher. Why don't you call a pitch out every once in a while? Do you see them do that? Really? Mm-hmm. Ever? I no. see other teams throwing out Orioles players with pitch outs. Yep. Yeah, he's only thrown out 9 of 51 stolen base attempts this year. And another big thing with Adley that we raved about last year was his ability to steal strikes in in framing and you look at baseball savant he's just in the 59th percentile there so just you know barely above league average yeah last year they feel like he stole four runs from framing for the season that put him just outside the top 10 in baseball this year they're saying he's he's stolen one run uh which is 19th in baseball so again you're not even talking about the top half of catchers now everything he brings it's amazing does he have more on his plate from a mental standpoint than a lot of these other catchers as he's expected to be the guy in the face of the franchise? Absolutely. Do I have any concerns about this guy going to all-star game after all-star game after all-star game and having an amazing career? No. But in this moment right now, James McCann is a whole hell of a lot more successful throwing out people at second mm-hmm. base than Adley Rutschman. That's a fact. And that's with the same pitchers and that's with the same new rules and everything else. And I noted his miles per hour is down. His pop time's the same, but his average velocity at second base is down. And so maybe some of this is attrition. I, I don't know. Um, I don't. I, honestly, I wish he could take the whole All Star week off. To be honest with you, no. Uh, the problem he's is, going to be there. Yeah, right? He'll play a little bit. Yeah. But I just wish he was on a beach somewhere. Personally, no. I, I don't disagree. I mean, he's played in seventy six of their seventy nine games, and we've talked about the need to get him more rest time and. I'm kind of with you to be just take those four days. Hey, coming up next, we'll get our best bets. Ryan Horvath, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. What is he? Where does he want you to put your money? Where's he putting his money? We'll find out next here on the fan. Inside access. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Inside Access pushes the legal limit. High Rollers with Jason and Ken. 105.7 The Fan. Let's try to make the people.
people some money as we head out to the Ashley Furniture guest hotline. On the line is the host of BetMGM tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ryan Horvat. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the BetMGM tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvat's analysis. Just search BetMGM where you find wherever you find your podcast. And Ryan, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. And let's start with baseball. And what are some trends that you're looking at uh, in, in Major League Baseball right now? Yeah, so I mean, you know, right now the O's have been obviously, you know, really fun to back this season. Um, you know, the Cincinnati Reds on the money line have been a great bet here the last month and a half. They're the hottest team in all of baseball. That series against the Reds was electric last weekend, uh, you know, against the Braves. That was a great series as well. A fun trend, actually, you know, like the last two weeks, as crazy as this sounds, um, you know, obviously if you're betting the A's on the money line, not a great bet. They're the worst team in all of baseball. But they were on a 12-3 and stretch, actually, in their last 15 games against the run line where they were actually covering, you know, at least only losing by one run. So they were actually keeping these games pretty competitive. Uh, so last night I tried to actually follow that trend, and you learned why betting baseball is so tough because I bet the A's, and uh, we see a complete game and they get <laughs> shut out 11 to nothing. So, you know, they were a good bet. Um, I've kind of been fading the Rays, actually. I'm getting a little bit worried about my Rays, but I did bet them to win the division before the season, plus 400. And I don't know if Baltimore, you know, if anybody's going to catch them. I want it to be the Orioles. I definitely don't want it to be the Yankees. But what concerns me about the Rays, and I can't believe I'm saying this, is their bullpen. They have one of the worst bullpens in all of baseball. I think they're going to have to be aggressive here at the deadline and try to add a couple arms. And that's just really not how they operate. So it's going to be interesting. Ryan, is it the all-star break when Vegas uh, gives their adjusted win-loss total for MLB teams? Yeah, you know, a lot of books, you know, don't offer that the same way that they used to. But usually it's around all-star break. And it's funny because I was looking at my win totals the other day and I was trying to figure out where I was at. And, you know, there's a couple offshore markets where you could check. Like, for example, I had the Cubs over 77 and a half wins. And I'm like right on the edge where they were updated, projected to win 79. I believe Baltimore still, they were like on schedule to go over by seven or eight wins the last time I checked. But it's usually around the all-star break where we'll get updated win totals. And that's usually my favorite thing to bet, you know, rather than taking a shot at a team to win a division. Because we have a pretty good idea of who, yeah. who's going to win every single division. But if you could get a good number on these updated win totals, you know, you get a team that could get hot the second half of the season. That's something I usually like to look at. We did talk about the Reds a couple of weeks ago, and you and I were simpatico and saying that, that that future to win the division was probably the best thing to take in all of baseball. At that moment in time, I, we also know that the AL Central is um, maybe even softer than the NL Central. Is there – and I, it's not even like they're playing great ball. The White Sox are 4-6 and six in their last 10. But there's a lot of talent there. Is there? Are you intrigued at all about the prospect? Are there only five and a half out, as bad as they've been, <laughs> as awful as that start was? Does that do anything for you, the, the, the Southsiders, to win that division? It's funny because, you know, being from Chicago, I'm a huge Cubs mm-hmm. fan. And we were talking about this the other night because they're plus 325 to win the NL Central. And I don't know how aggressive they're going to be at the deadline. If anything, maybe they move somebody like Marcus Stroman because they could get five or six prospects maybe, you know, the season that he's having. So I still think the Reds at plus 300 are the best bet in the NL Central. I just I think the Brewers sell at the deadline, man, and I don't love the bats in that lineup. But when you look at the AL Central, I'm with you on the White Sox, especially if we're looking at price. Like right now, Today, like you said, they're five and a half games back, but we're only in June. 
and they're plus 1,100. You're getting 11 to 1 odds. Yeah. That's not a very good division. I wouldn't lay minus 175 with this Twins team. Uh, the Guardians aren't the team that they were last year. They're only plus 165. I hate that price. I would take a shot with the Sox 11 to 1. You know, Dylan Cease got off to a slow start to the season. I expect him to bounce back. And then in that lineup, like you said, there's so much talent that I think they can make a run. And being only five and a half games back at that price in that division, you look at the second half of the schedule, how easy that is for the White Sox. I like it. Let's see what they do at the deadline. I just hope that they don't sell because they've been a complete disappointment. Like last season, they were minus 175. Actually, check that. They were minus 190 to win the AL Central. Now we're getting 11 to 1 odds on them. You know, let's see what happens here. But uh, I do think it's worth a flyer. Ryan, not a ton of games on the schedule tonight in MLB, given the fact that it's a Thursday. But do you have any best bets for tonight's slate? Yeah, I do. You know, um, I actually like the under in the Giants-Blue Jays game, which last night we had a really nice run of overs where a ton of runs were scored. But I do like the under in that game. And, you know, looking at it, it looks like it's kind of moving in my direction where we were sitting at, you know, nine and a half, and now it's coming down a little bit. Um, You got a guy, Keaton Wynn, going for the San Francisco Giants, who, you know, it's a bullpen day, but he's going against Chris Bassett, who hasn't been great this season. The record's nice, seven and five with a 4-3-2 ERA. But I actually like the under a little bit here in that game. And, uh, you know, as far as Major League Baseball, that's about it for me tonight. It's just that total. Uh, There was a couple things that I like today. I actually like Detroit. They have a two-run lead. They'll probably blow it for me. But uh, tonight, just kind of a a small slate. Uh, We're we're talking to uh, Ryan Horvath. It's Inside Access here on The Fan. What are you looking at as far as NFL futures are concerned? Yeah, so, you know, man – I really like the Chargers, as we talked about. Um, You know, a player prop that I actually played, passing touchdowns. I went over on Jordan Love's passing touchdowns, 21 and a half. Uh, It's just, you know, Romeo Dobbs is having a big camp. Um, I think Christian Watson, if he could stay healthy, should have a big year. I actually really like Jaden Reed out of Michigan State. We'll see what the tight ends look like. They have three of them. But I just, you know, Green Bay, I want to go over on their win total. I think it's about right. Seven, eight wins probably I think is their ceiling, to be honest with you, even in the bad NFC North. But I think they're going to be trailing in a lot of these games. Everybody expects to see this Matt LaFleur offense where A.J. Dillon's going to get 15 touches and Aaron Jones is going to get 15 touches per game. I just don't know how you make that work if you're trailing by two, three scores, and I think that's going to be the case, especially later on in the season. So I went over on Jordan Love touchdowns. And then I took a shot with um, – Leading, receive, leading receiving yards, uh, I actually went with Garrett Wilson. I, I mean, I know that a lot of people expect Alan Lazard to get targets, and I know the Jets have options. You know, I know that Brees Hall, if he's back, is one of the better backs in the league. If he bounces back, you know, he just tore his ACL last season. Uh, but you saw, like, Devontae Adams, obviously. When Aaron Rodgers finds his guy, he falls in love with that guy. Yeah. So I could see Garrett Wilson just having a ton of targets this year. So ended up going with him to uh, lead the league in receiving yards. And I was also looking at offensive player of the year, but it was 11 to one him to lead the league in receiving yards. So I took a shot with that. Anything with the Ravens, uh, whether it's Lamar Jackson on an individual award or any of his um, yardage or touchdown over unders or anything you're playing Ravens related. So I'm all over the Ravens this season. Like I think they win 11 to 12 games if Lamar stays healthy, which I know is a big if he's been beat up the last two years, but look what happens. I mean, when he gets hurt, They should have been the number one seed in the AFC probably both years. Uh, I know the defense isn't what it was a couple years ago. I do think Roquan Smith will have a big year, especially now that he got paid. And I love the Odell Beckham Jr. move, to be honest with you guys, because it's a one-year prove-it deal. 
if he's the same player that he was, especially the first half of that Super Bowl, like I know Cooper Cup was great in that game, but Odell Beckham Jr. may have been Super Bowl MVP. Like the Bengals had no answer for him. If he could have, you know, half of the year, like if he looks half of what he looked like, I think that they're just going to have a monster year on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I can't wait to see what the new look offense looks like with Greg Roman gone finally. <laughs> and I think that they're an 11 to 12 win team. I worry a little bit about the Bengals staying healthy again this season. And I know the AFC is loaded, but I really like the Bengals, you guys. My favorite bet, actually, I wanted to tell you guys about. So I'm all over college football right now. I keep driving my okay. co-host nuts. And uh, there's two that I really like this year. I'm going to try to talk you guys into Florida Atlantic, over seven wins. It actually moved last week to seven and a half. But Tom Ooh. Herman takes over as head coach. They have 18 starters back from a team that was a few plays away from being bowl eligible last season. And they have eight starters back on offense. And they bring in Casey Thompson in the transfer portal, who was the starter at Nebraska last year, spent three years with Tom Herman at Texas, 10 starters back on defense. And they probably have the easiest schedule in the AAC. They play all the bottom teams from the conference. They don't have to play SMU. They avoid Memphis. And they get UTSA and Tulane at home. So I think Tom Herman actually has them in the AAC title game year one. And then the best bet is, uh, you guys might laugh at this, UTEP, over five wins. It's minus 120 right now. I think they win 10 games this season. Their quarterback's back, uh, Gavin Hardison, seven starters back from a good defense, best offensive line in Conference USA. Last season they went five and seven, and they had a bunch of terrible luck with turnovers. They outgained everybody by 50 yards per game in conference play, and they have a nice schedule. They only have one Conference USA opponent on the road that had a winning FBS record, and they get uh, Western Kentucky at home. So UTEP over five wins and Florida Atlantic over seven wins I think are my best bets. And uh, had to throw those in there for you guys. But I do love the Ravens this season. I'm all over Baltimore. Baltimore and then the Jets and the Chargers, which I know those are scary picks right there. Uh, But, man, when everybody counts out Aaron Rodgers, and I know the numbers on the deep ball were terrible last year, we we know how that usually goes. I won't be shocked if he wins an MVP this season. Wow. Ryan Horvath, always great, man. Thank you so much for your time as always. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. That was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvath. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Coming up next, it's T-Bone time. TMI with TIM and what you got. Saw history last night at the Coliseum. Yankees won 11 to nothing. Domingo Herman threw a perfecto. Only the 24th perfect game in MLB history. Last one that happened was in 2012. So the question for TMI is, what is the greatest individual performance you have seen in person? Greatest individual performance you have seen in person. 410-583-1057. We'll give you ours, and we'll hear from you next. It's Inside Access on the fan. Inside, inside, inside access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. Hot takes from the guy behind the glass. I'm in a glass case of emotion. TMI with TIM. TMI, TMI, my friends. Presented by 58 Foundations and Waterproofing. You can never have too much information on your home. Since 1958, they're your foundation and waterproofing experts. Inside Access, 1057 The Fan. T-Bone time, TMI with TIM, and the floor is yours. Domingo Herman making history last night in Oakland. A perfect 
game. That hasn't happened since 2012. It rarely ever happens in the history of MLB. So begs the question, what's the best performance you've seen in person at a sporting event? And for me, it's more so a play moment. I, I was at the game in 2008 where Ed Reed had the 107-yard uh. pick six. I was actually sitting in that end zone, in that corner of the end zone, with my dad literally in the last row of Section 510. So it was awesome. Did you forget said- to bring anything to that game that he had to go back yeah. and get for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Right, it's eighth grade. Uh. You're talking about or oh wait you're talking about eighth grade tim yeah so probably you didn't have much to your name i didn't have much that you would have taken to a game to lose is this bet were you better or worse at forgetting stuff in the eighth grade than you are now it'd be hard to it'd be hard to be worse yeah all things considered i'd have to think this is peak forgetfulness did you was there anything you hated as much as your you hate your laptop currently when you were in In eighth grade eighth grade yeah because you obviously hate your laptop. God, I don't like, know. Would you have a wristwatch or something? Or I'm trying to think. No, nah, I never really wore. I never really wore. Yeah, wristwatches. No. Too young for a phone. Too probably. Old, too or you young. had a phone then. No, or? I didn't have a phone. I didn't have a phone until I was a freshman in yeah. high school. Um, but yeah, every well, I didn't have a phone. I was a grown ass man. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's different. Cell boo, phones. Boo, oh, bleeping who? I'm just messing with you. I was going to say, how old were your kids with you when they got cell phones? I think Mateo's the one who got it the youngest, and that's going into sixth grade. He just got he literally yeah. just got one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The other two had to wait till like eighth grade mm-hmm. or high school. Okay, well that's kind of late, I would say, for kids now. I mean, you're you're uh, a tough I lay dad. down the law. Tough Let me dad, tell you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Both of Margie's kids have phones now. Every yeah. the hundred seven yard pick six, <laughs> but do want to hear from people? They are on hold four ten five eight three one zero five seven. But first, you guys, real quick. I mean, it was collective, but I think it kind of was maybe a Tom Brady moment more than anything else. Being at the Super Bowl where they're down 28-3, to and I mean, let's face it, that was a lot of Tom Brady. I mean, that of all the things he's done, on a stage like that, that late in his career, that stands out. I was at... A lot of Tom Brady with an assist from Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, absolutely. But he still had to take (laughs) advantage. And Gronk down the sidelines and some crazy stuff, and Ed Jules, Edelman, his buddy, but I mean, that's a quintessential Tom Brady moment. Uh, I was at an uh, O's game. I had, a, I guess it was 2000. I knew it was a while back. Pedro Martinez threw a complete game, struck out 15. I think he walked like one. I mean, it was he was swing and miss. I mean, he was just on from start to finish. Um, I tried to think of some other stuff. I covered hockey a long time. You were at a no hitter. Yeah, and but it wasn't. Can... It was Hideki Nomo. <laughs> but he wasn't. How many no hitters? How many no hitters? There was nothing like. I mean, it was like he's throwing eighty nine to ninety one. Like how many no hitters have you been cutters? To? That's the one. But it it doesn't. <laughs> I don't like, eh, like at, at no point in that game were you thinking like this guy is utterly dominant. Well, he now was, I guess you'd spot I didn't watch Diego Herman or whatever Herman's last night. Domingo. But it doesn't that you know, like Austin Hayes hitting for the cycle in six innings last year. I mean, yeah, that was cool, but like cool. does that rank? I don't know. Ken? Yeah, I I've been racking my brain since we talked about this pre show. And I've been to a thousand baseball games. I yeah. can't like the only thing that popped in my head is worthless. I was at Felix PA's cycle. And, and like and I can remember Cycle's Mike Sosha. Cool. Mike Sosha going he he went for the triple and Sosha got mad because he thought he was running up on the or, on the Angels. 
but he was going for the cycle. It, like so, Sosha lost his mind for momentarily right after, which was kind of funny. And then I was at Lamar's ridiculous game against the Colts when he threw for 400 yards yeah. and had like three incompletions and then they came back to beat the Colts on either a Sunday night or a Monday night that was pretty darn impressive yeah, Monday night that was a I mean game. as much playoff hockey as I've covered there have to be goalies yes. stood on their head like I mean I've seen you know Dominic Hasek at his prime like making 55 savers in a game that necessarily like let's, jumps out at me let's but. grab some calls real quick because we're coming up on james is in baltimore james what's your uh best performance you've seen live hey guys thanks for taking my call i love sure. the show thank um, you um I, I was lucky enough this season to go see shohei pitch at camden yards i was there and, yep um on top of going four for five yes with a walk. yes just a double i was there too of, uh, that's a good cycle. call yep and it really it felt like it felt like watching a god come down to the mortal world just to hang out. You know, was, true. I've never seen anything that's just that level of dominance. Oh, thanks for oh, the I, call. I wish you wouldn't have cut him. I was going to say because it makes it all the more obvious yeah. that yeah. he clearly was the MVP yeah. last year. Yeah, those idiots just got it wrong. That god did give up six Rod, runs. That I night. was Rod, right; they yeah. were wrong. Rod is in Baltimore. Yeah. Roger on the fan. Yeah, um, it must have been '93 or '94, Yankee Stadium. Jim Abbott pitching for the Angels, oh, wow. no hitter. I thought Jim Abbott's no hitter came with the Yankees. I think he pitched his no hitter came as a Yankee. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was with the Angels, and he could have been a Yankee. I yeah, don't remember. Yeah. It's been 30 years. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. No, not people don't talk Thanks, about Ron. Jim Abbott nearly enough, man. Like, uh, unreal what he yeah, did. Yeah, one hit. Jackson Parkville, what's up, Jack? What's up, guys? Before I get to sharing... Yeah, he pitched Jason, a no-hitter for the Yankees against the Indians. Jason, um, I was actually at SBC play-by-play camp on Monday when you came to talk to all of us. Yes, sir. Um, that was actually a really cool experience. And uh, we didn't get to thank you enough, and that was, like, really, really cool and mind-blowing. <laughs> when you walked in, you got, like, the loudest applause uh, of your life. And, it and was I awkward. Was like, oh, are, are you saying this was the greatest thing you've ever been to in person? Yeah, was that it? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's... And we've had lots of great people come and speak to us this week. We just had Valerie Prankier today. But, I mean, everybody who we've had this week was so great. But I think I think the applause for you and Evan Washburn were probably tied for the wow. loudest. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, he's got well, way better hair. They're and both he's way better looking. No, thank you so very much. That's very sweet yes. of you to do. Thanks, hey, I'm yes. going to say this again. I gave all you guys my email and said stay in touch. And only I've received one email so far. I immediately responded to it, and I didn't hear back from that young man. So uh, I would, I'm, I'm here to be a resource for you. But you guys gotta, you gotta do that. I talk to a lot of young people, and it's amazing to me how many of them I'd be like, "Thanks." If Jeff. you really want to be and in this industry, here's my email. Here's my cell phone number. I'll help you out. I'll talk to you before you go on air. Like, let me help you. They never, they, your people, they're scared. Bro, they never, they never take me up on it. All I know is with Evan Washburn and Jason Lockenford, they brought the handsome that day. They did. Yeah, he they, wasn't yeah, there the same did. day as me. Yeah, well, well. They saved him to last. I uh, was there Monday. I was just a warm up act. Oh. Oh, well, that I is. I had nothing to do with that call. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, I, that was, I it sounded like a plan to me. Hey, yeah, I wouldn't have taken Jack. Hey, coming up I'm next, joking. Orioles, they're off today. They lost 11 to 7 in 10 innings. They're back in action against the Twins tomorrow at Camden Yards. Dan Connolly has covered the Orioles for years, and he joins us next here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 